And welcome, welcome to The Point. I'm going to move this out of the way. Glad to have everyone here. Um, it's an honor to be able to worship Jesus, isn't it? Isn't it feel good to come in and uh, just encounter the Lord, His love? I'm so thankful. Um, we've, been, we've been encountering some really powerful things here uh, at The Point in the past few months. Uh, the Lord's been doing something very significant. Uh, we are in a transition. Who was here last Sunday? You got a, you got a chance to hear some of what... God's doing, if you didn't, uh, it's online, you can watch it on Facebook Live, kind of see what God's doing, uh, uh, what he's up to here at the point. Um, we know that, just a, kind of a recap thing, because I want to bring this in, because we need prayers from the body, we need prayers from the saints. We know that this location here at the point is temporary, God is going to transition us, we believe that he's calling us to spread our wings and park our cars uh, in a place. <laughs> we are so excited about that. So we need prayer because you guys know Santa Cruz. If you live here, you know how hard it is to find a place. But we're believing God's going to put us into the heart of the city to reach the city. Uh, it is hard. How many people here, when you walk into the, the doors of this building, you took a deep breath? You're like, this is kind of hard. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> you walked in, right? Walking into a church building, especially for the first time, is so challenging. Um, even for a pastor, I've done it before where I've... I've visited churches and I'm like, I'm a pastor. I'm like seminary trained. And I walk into a church that's not my own and I'm like, Jesus be with me. (laughs) I don't know what to expect. Right. And so thank you. And so, so part of this is the transition into the heart of the city where, where people just gather. We feel like God's going to give us a space. Um, we're not, you know, I feel like God's going to deliver it. If be praying with us, I've gotten several, uh, uh, texts and, and, and phone calls from people. You're praying into it with us. Uh, So thank you for that, uh, because we want to steward what God is doing, and we know that God wants the church to arise and shine and grow, and he wants the body of Christ in the heart of the city. So thank you, Father, uh, for that word, and we are faithfully stepping out and believing that God's in the middle of all this stuff. It's awesome. A couple weeks ago, I shared something um, that, that... it's a tree. The Lord has given us these four missional values here at the, at the church. Uh, these four words are, you guys know them well, I'm sure, identity, family, mission, and sacrifice. And we've had that since the very beginning of planting this church. I've taught this. I've said it a thousand times. It's part of my gifting as a visionary is to just continue to beat the drum. I'm not going to change the rhythm. It's going to stay the same uh, because God has revelation on this for the city. Uh, He wants us to know uh, that we um, have an identity. We We are called according to his purpose. And he wants us to know how he sees us to walk in light of who he is. Uh, he's put us in a family. He's calling every uh, you know, person into family uh, to cultivate that. And he's given us a mission. And he's calling us into laying our lives down for the sake of the mission that God's put us here for. And so um, we put together a tree. Uh, and this tree, a, it's, a, it's a picture of kind of how this looks. And when we were in South, South Africa, we really got clarity that it was time to release and talk about the root systems. Um, who here, uh, you did not get um, a flyer uh, when you walked in today? If you didn't, okay, good. Um, can I have, Mike, would you grab some of those? And, and I'd like for you guys to, um, to uh, uh, put these in your Bibles and, and carry them with you. Uh, look at the verses. Um, uh, let this challenge you. This is a very deep, this has been revelatory for me as a leader uh, to be able to see it this way, that God is, is, is unpacking something very clear in the season for us in this house. Uh, keep this with you. This is going to be a thing that we're going to continue to come back to for the next uh, you know, several weeks as we go through these roots. 
Um, the roots of family. Say the roots of family. Because we know that God wants us to understand that as we, as we water certain roots, it's going to make the tree healthy. And, and I, you know, the Lord's been showing us that, that for every root system, for every root that we've identified, there is a counterfeit root. And I just want to take a minute right now because I think this is revelatory, that we have a choice to water the root of the kingdom of light or water the root of the kingdom of darkness. Every root has a counterfeit and it will produce different fruit. So we're after fruit of the kingdom. The, the leaves are the ministry of Jesus. So we have a choice to steward the root systems and Jesus manifests the fruit in our lives. And so it's what he does. And it has personal transformation. It has regional transformation and national impact and world impact. And so the rings begin to go out. We've seen just being here in this place for the past, it's almost been four years. We have seen a world impact. We were in South Africa, but it goes further. We've sent out Taryn to uh, 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 Indonesia. We've sent a team out to Cambodia. So we've, as we've been stewarding the kingdom here, we've seen it go out to the world. So that's powerful to just see because sometimes it feels like the proximity is so far away, right? We're like, the proximity is so far away that, that how can what we do here impact something that far away? The Lord's been showing me this, this thing um, on proximity and how to gauge what it is that we're going after. And sometimes, you know, we can, we can say to ourselves, if this thing doesn't feel like it's close to home, I'm not going to uh, uh, partner with it. I'm not going to uh, uh, lean into it because it feels too far, far away. But I feel like the Lord is saying that he is a God that is, is, is binding things together in this season. And he's going to give us revelation on this thing so that it makes sense to us. This idea of the root systems, today I just felt led to look at the root system of generosity. And I, and I love this because God is a generous God. Man, when Keith was sharing, just, I just felt the love of God. He's poured his heart out. The Lord has poured himself out generously uh, into this community here. But it's the heart of God. It's the heart of God that Jesus models everything for us. He shows us. And the call today is that we would draft our lives behind the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. The challenge today is that we would draft our lives behind Jesus, the author and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. That we would take the word of God and take the life of Jesus and say, he did it perfectly. I'm going to draft behind him, the pioneer of my faith. There's this verse, I don't have the slide for it, but it hit me in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, yes. the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, because it is by what he did. He showed me how to live a godly life. 
It's by me coming to know him that I can come into the design of my life. So part of this right now is that we would say, God, like we want to draft behind you. We want to take what you're saying and run with you. You know, I was thinking about the opposite of generosity and a story. So part of what I want to do is for every route, I'll show you the opposite just to show you the context, the contrast. The first thought that, you know, popped into my head was the moment before Jesus lays his life down for the world. The Last Supper, he's hanging out with his friends. And one of his 12 disciples, Judas Iscariot, is in the middle of betrayal. And it, and it says that he, he, he approaches him in that final hour, the Garden of Gethsemane, and he gives him a kiss, betrays him with a kiss. And there's something about this, um, this, this picture of, I, I believe that whether Judas would have done that or not, it was God's perfect timing for Jesus to go to the cross in that moment because he fulfilled so many prophetic words. So much happened on the timing of his death. He was the lamb that was slain, right, for the foundations of the earth. Like God had it planned out a certain way. So I, I believe that Judas had a choice. We tend to blame him, right? We're like, man, that freaking punk. Like, what was he thinking? Like, he betrayed Jesus. I wouldn't have done that, right? But I don't know. I think that Judas had a choice, and that choice was up to him, and it was greed in his heart. While Jesus is being generous, it's greed in the heart of Judas that, that bends, him, bends his will to betraying the son of the living God. And it was a choice that he made, right? It was like, what stirred him? He got a bag of silver, and, 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 and he doesn't even, once he realizes the weight of what he's done, he doesn't even care about the silver anymore, right? He just is like, what have I done? Because he realizes that he's, the choice that he made was the counterfeit of the kingdom. See, something comes up, but I love the moment when Jesus is on the cross, and he says, he says, I forgive them. And I think in his mind, what's the closest thing to his mind? It's one of his 12, his, his, his disciple, the friend that he's brought into the family, Judas. I forgive them for they know not what they do. Judas doesn't even know what he's done yet. And it's amazing to me that, that, that as much as the disciples ran with Jesus, they didn't get him. They didn't understand him. Even Unto his death, Jesus knows what he's doing. He's drafting, he's pioneering something. This verse in the book of John that says, For God so loved the world that he gave. gave. Stop there. He gave. What I want to do is look at generosity from this perspective of giving. Some people, they, you know, it's, it's funny because I don't talk about, about, about finances ever. And this is not about finances, this sermon. This is a, a teaching about being generous and giving. Giving everything. For God so loved the world that he gave. And I love this. If I had a title of this teaching, it, it, it would be, uh, it's, it's all from the heart. It's all from the heart. There's this verse in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2, that I'm just going to bring us into you really quick and, and unpack some things here. It's very... To me, this is, this is a, 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 a linchpin verse that I've, I've, it's been working on me this week. It's this verse that says, Do not judge, 
or you too will be judged. From the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Can we do this for a second? Can we all read this verse together and just commit this to our minds as we're like talking through this? Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. Let's read this together. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, what's, what's fascinating about this verse is that, is that you know the, the Gospels, you have the synoptic Gospels, which have some of the same stories in them, but they're a little bit different. If you go to the book of Luke chapter 6, it actually uh, brings that same verse in, uh, but it reads a little bit different. Let's, let's go to that verse and let's read this together. This is Luke chapter 6 now. Look at this. Look at the first verse here and, and then the last verse. So, but then in the middle, it's a little bit different, right? So Luke chapter six says this, do not judge and you will not be judged, which is, we just read, but then it goes further. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. And this is the second verse. For with the measure you use, it, it will be measured to you. So Luke is a doctor, by the way. Dr. Luke. He also drafted the book of Acts. He brings a little bit more clarity, a little bit more detail into this word. He's adding very important context to this. And I just, this, this verse to me was, was interesting because I love teaching and I do teach every single Sunday when I teach, I teach about giving every Sunday. God's grace is God giving. God's love is God giving. God's breakthrough in our lives is God giving. God's immeasurable mercy is God giving. Every Sunday that I'm teaching, I'm teaching about generosity. The generosity of our God. Every, son, every message that I teach, that I preach, I'm teaching about the generous nature of God. Everything, that I, everything in the Bible that we read is God's generosity that he gave it to us. That he's released his word over our lives. Everything that, 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 that we believe came because of his generosity. And so it's really, to me, it's fascinating how generosity has the power to bring deliverance. One of the first things that I learned as a parent with my children, the first thing that I, that, that I saw was how hard it was for my children to share <laughs> like it would drive me crazy and it sometimes still does when I'm like Addie I want you to share right if you have children that's the very first thing we're trying to teach our kids is how to what how to share how to how to, how to let things how to let that toy go right we go to a friend's house and then um, you're just like 
Jude was like, hey, can I use that bike? And then the kid, the, the bike wasn't being used, and then the kid jumps on the bike and starts playing with it. I'm playing with it, get off. And he's like, but I just wanted to ride the bike. And there, you know, this is right, this is normal stuff. This is like normal kid stuff, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like no one was even touching the bike, and now the bike is like the prized possession. What in the world, right? It's like, and so as a parent, we're like, okay, how do I teach Addie and Judah how to share? Um, and, and this is as a father, this is what I want so much for my kids, right? That they would get this. Why? Because, because there's something about where our heart is. And, 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 and it's hard to teach children this. But our father in heaven, he's, he's asking the same thing of us. He, he wants us to ask the question. Jesus says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There's, there's something about the treasure and the heart. And so we're coming to church, we're gathering together, and, and for, for a variety of reasons, we're here today. And this is such an important thing that God is saying, where your treasure is, there your heart is. With Judas, where his treasure was, there his heart was. With Peter, where his treasure was, there his heart was. With us, where our treasure is, there our heart, and I'll prove it, that if you put funds in the stock market, every morning, that's the first thing you'll do, right? You're going to check why, because you put your treasure there. And so now you care. You didn't care about a stock, and now you care about the stock, right? And that's normal. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. And there's something here on this text that God's been working over. He's been saying, Jesse, there is deliverance in generosity, there is deliverance in generosity. And I've been asking that, like the Lord this question, like, Father, give us wisdom, give us clarity so that we wouldn't be bound, but our hearts would be free. That our hearts would be free to fully flow, to fully move with clarity in the heart of God. Everywhere we go, 24-7, all the time. And there's this, this picture here of, of sowing and reaping. If you put a seed in the ground... That seed takes root, it pops, you know, it, it starts to grow. And then from the seed, you get multiplication called fruit. And the fruit now is, is being, it's yielded because a seed went, went in the ground. And so every time we sow, every, every time we sow anything, there is a reaping principle in this. This is a kingdom principle. And it's so important. It's funny because this verse, in verse 38, give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This kingdom principle of sowing and reaping. And it's funny because I was, um, I've had conversations with people, counseling sessions with people, and they've come and they've said, man, like, I don't understand why my children yell at me all the time, right? And then... Johnny, shut up, right? The parent is like yelling at their kid, right? Sewing into their kid, teaching their kid, and their kids yell back. Whatever we sow, we reap. And there's this principle that God's teaching me. It's a spiritual principle. It's all over the Bible that whatever we sow, we reap. Whatever we give, it's going to be given back to us. So I've got to now guard my heart of what am I putting out there? What am I saying with my words? 
What, how, how is my mind positioned? What am I doing with my life? This is not a financial message, although it applies, that, that however I give my life, it's going to come back to me, it says, um, uh, a good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, poured into your lap. So if I have hatred in my heart towards someone and I put it out there, this is a kingdom principle. It's going to come back to me, pressed down, shaken together, pouring into my lap. So there's a spiritual principle in the kingdom that it just shows up over and it's all over the place in our own lives. And I just, if you just took a moment, I bet you could just start to think about times where you did something, you said something, you thought something, uh, and, and it came back to you, pressed down, shaking together, and pouring over into your lap. For the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. This is a, a word, a message on generosity that we're flowing stuff from our hearts. And the Father today wants us to catch this, that he is generous when we weren't. Why? My own children. I am still generous when they don't share. I still feed them when they don't share. <laughs> Although there are times when I don't want to feed them, I'm like, you're done. You're, I'm, you're dead to me. Right? Right? And so he's constantly pouring generosity because he wants us to get it. Listen, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, the Lord will, there are these tests. There are these lessons. And just because we fail the test this one time doesn't mean we get to get out of the test. It's coming again, baby. It's going to come again. Get ready for it because if you didn't pass it, you're going to stay looped in to that test until you can see what's going on. And this is the key is that when you is that whatever root you water in the kingdom, there's a counterfeit root. And so we're looking for what's manifesting in my heart in the challenge, in the pain, whatever it is. And I'm looking at it. I'm saying, is this kingdom, the enemy lies, he steals and he destroys. So anytime that comes up and it tries to manifest in you, do the opposite. Hope you caught that. Whenever lie, deceit, or death wants to creep into your life, it didn't come from a good father. It came from the enemy. The way you encounter deliverance is to confess it and do the other thing. That's how you break out of the loop. I mean, I, this, is deliver, this is a deliverance message. Why? Because he's generous. He's not going to let you out of this test. Why? Because you're, he said it that today, you said this word, that the promotion is on the other side of the test. God wants to promote you, but he's like, I can't promote that root because that root's going to bring death. So we got to deal with the root first. So we're going to keep on going through this until you stop watering that root that's bringing death and you water the other root. How? By faith. You're going to step out and say, okay, this feels awkward. I'm out of my comfort zone. Ugh, I'm going to just make my, and you're, this is why we draft behind Jesus, Amen. the author and the finisher of our faith. Why? Because he's already done it for us. We don't have to pioneer. It's already been pioneered. Jesus, we are a Jesus community because he pioneered the way to freedom. I believe and with all my life, everything that I'm, I am all in, all chips in Jesse West, the West family, all chips are in. We believe that Jesus is the answer to every problem on planet Earth. Yes. 
Everything. He has the solution to everything in your life. That's right. There's nothing hidden. This is why people killed Jesus. Because he didn't hide anything. He disclosed everything. And there's something, there's this other root. There's this other root that wants to kill Jesus in our lives. So greed in my heart wants to kill the revelation of Jesus. Why? Because if I start to live generously and give my life to to, to the things that God created me for, then it's going to come back in good measure, pouring into my lap. And the enemy doesn't want that. He wants us to stay trapped in the loop, stuck in the, in the place of defeat. And so he's like, and so this is a, the breakthrough, the, the deliverance on this word is that as we become generous, we encounter freedom. We encounter the dreams of God in our lives as we freely give. Well, you know that verse, right? You guys heard that before? So God wants us to catch revelation on generosity. This is a powerful word. Generosity, this is the first thing. Generosity will drive selfishness out of our lives. This is my first thought here. Generosity will drive selfishness out of our hearts. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter, let's see here. Yeah, pull it up. There it is. Chapter 15. There's this word that says, just kind of is going to take us through a few key things and then we can talk about them. If there is among you a poor man of your brethren within any of the gates in your land, which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother, but you shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. So this is like a picture. This is just one picture of what God's going to do. Generosity deals with a selfish heart. In verse 9 it says this. Beware lest there be a wicked thought in your heart saying the seventh year, the year of release is at hand and your eye be evil against your poor brother and you give him nothing and he cry out to the Lord against you and it becomes sin among you. What he's saying is in the nation of Israel every seventh year they would forgive the debts of the people. And so what could happen is um, you would be afraid to give to someone on the sixth year because you're afraid in your heart that on the seventh year, they're not going to pay you back because it gets forgiven. The debt gets forgiven. He's saying that's selfishness and selfishness is a sin against the Lord. There's something that God was trying to communicate in this verse that I was wrestling with that, that, that God is giving in generosity isn't isn't even about the other person that I'm giving to. Generosity is about me. This is a crazy thought. What if generosity was the most selfish thing you could do? Think about that for a second. Because it actually benefits you greatly. And, And what I saw was that, was that selfishness attacks you before you give, of your life, of your heart, of your, of your giftings, of your desires, but grief attacks you after you give. Have you ever like given to something or to someone and then you grieve because you did it? Who's done that before? A couple people. Okay, there's like two people in here. Let's be honest, we're family here, guys. Come on. Right? 
You, you, you gave generously of yourself in whatever fashion, and then you grieved deeply. You're like, what was I thinking? How could I have done? That was the dumbest, right? All that. Check this out. This is, this is interesting. Because generosity, it, it, it deals with a grieving heart. Generosity deals with the grieving heart. Verse 10 says this, You shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him, because for this thing the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and in all to which you put your hand. It deals with a grieving heart. It's doing something. There's something happening in the invisible realm that you can't see when you give of your life. I remember there was a time in my life I was like 20, maybe 24, 25, and I felt the call of God on my life. And I was, I was involved in church community. I, I was at Bethany Bible College, Woo! back when that was a thing, in Scotts Valley before they closed. I was going there, and, and I felt the Lord call me to be a minister of the gospel. I felt it. It just was, a, it fell on me. And I, and I was like, Lord, I'm not just going to give my finances to the church to have a good youth ministry. I'm going to jump in and give my life. And it was like, it was a way bigger thing. Why? Because there's, I, have a, I had a gift, I had a gift to give the, the Lord, to see youth and students encounter Jesus. And so my life laid down, which was the selfish component of that was I got into it and, and by giving of my gifts, to the Lord, I not only blessed the Lord, but I blessed myself. I became blessed. We saw many students come into the revelation of Jesus, and now the boardwalk blitz thing is a part of that. And it's blessing thousands of kids. And and but there was, I mean, there still is. Sometimes when I give my life, there's grief. It's like, man, Jesse, you could be doing so much more. Who's who's thought that? When you're doing the thing your God's called you to do, all of a sudden these thoughts come in to bring grief to your heart. That if you weren't giving your life to the kingdom, you could be doing so much more with your life. So my question is, does that kill, steal, and destroy the heart of God? Then we're going to do the opposite. We're going to learn to identify the voice of the one that wants to destroy us. And we're going to listen to the voice of the Lord. <clears throat> when I give my life to the Lord, it develops a generous heart in me. Giving develops a generous heart. By giving, it actually does something to me where it, it's forming something in me that's actually transforming who I am. It says this in verse 14. It says, you shall supply him liberally from your flock, from your threshing floor, and from your wine press." From what the Lord your God has blessed you with, you shall give to him. And it's interesting because this call to give to the Lord is because he wants you and he wants me to live a blessed life. All of this stuff is so that we would come into this revelation that somehow in this process... He's transforming me. And as I become the person that God designed me to be, you somehow become the person that you're designed to be. And it begins to work together. 
If I wasn't generous with my life and had jumped in, we wouldn't be here right now. I don't know where we'd be right now. But God, he's fashioning us right now in such a way where he's saying that, that the principle of generosity, it calls everyone higher. And it brings everyone into, it, it's, like, it's like you see a person that really, really, really loves Jesus and it does something to your heart. And you're like, oh my gosh, you really believe what you're telling me right now. Like, I think you might believe it more than I believe it. I want to get around you. Why? Because you're going to call me higher. This thing of generosity does this to us. So giving of my life, it develops a generous heart. It actually cultivates me to have the heart of God. There's something on this. You know, when, I, when my son or my daughter began to work through this, this thing called sharing, and they started to share, and they started to get it, which is recent, by the way. It's been like years of me like, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to get them to share and to not hoard their stuff? Right? The Lord's been teaching me that the faithfulness, right, the ongoing continuing to just stay present with my kids, to let them know that they're never going to lack. I'm always going to provide for them, right? All the, the, the just staying faithful as a father is teaching them these values. And I just want to say this that our Father in heaven, He is faithful. Wherever you're at today, whatever's going on in your life, He is faithful. Even when you haven't been faithful, He is faithful. Why? It's his nature. He's unchanging. And I just feel that, that this word on, this, on this, this generosity thing today is that God is generous, right? He so loved the world that he gave. He didn't hold anything back, even unto death. And today I just feel like God's speaking to some people about your lives, about your hearts. There are folks in here that have been so generous with their lives. I mean, you have poured your life out to the kingdom. I mean, there are people I could just I could spend the whole time talking about you guys because I've learned. I'm, I've learned because you've modeled it for me. You've shown me what it looks like. And that's the kingdom. As we rise up, generosity is a manifestation of what's inside of us. You catch that? Yeah. It's a manifestation of what we truly believe. Why? Because where our treasure is, there our heart is also. So my treasure, my treasure is in the kingdom of God. I believe in community. I believe that the community is stronger together. And so my heart is fully here. I'm so invested. Right? I've cut, the, I've cut the, the ropes you know, to the boat. It's like I am in it. I'm not coming back. I've, this ship has sailed. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going back. Like I believe that we as a community have the power to change the world. Yeah. Like, and there's a manifestation in our hearts that's going to come out where it's, it's like uh, this verse 14. You shall supply him liberally from your flock, from your threshing floor, and from your wine press. I could preach on that, on that verse for like the next two hours, what that actually means. From, from the prophetic sense. But it's so powerful. From what the Lord your God has blessed you with, you shall give to him. Everything we have is his. Everything I have, the fact that I have a mind that can think logically, it came from somewhere. The fact that I can stand up here and speak a word of encouragement, it came from him. I am blessed and so I pour out the gift that I have been given liberally. And this is what God's bringing us into. And the fourth thing is this, generosity develops a grateful heart. 
And verse 15 says this, You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God, he redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. I was sitting right here as, uh, as the band was singing. And I was literally, I was like coming to tears. Because the Lord, I was like, man, Lord, why, like, what is going on right now? Right now, I was getting like hit because Chris had that word about like God's doing something right now. He's going to open things up. Pay attention. And as, as, as I was sitting there, I was just, I was remembering my salvation. I was remembering my salvation, that everything I have came from him. You know, I've got friends in, in high school um, that, that, have, that have died, right, from drug abuse and, and, and you know, different things. Um, and I'm like, God, you blessed me. Like, I remember where I came from. Like, I, I will never forget where I came from. You know, I shared my story briefly uh, this past week about where I used to be. Like, running in these tribes, like feral tribes, like gang-type mentality groups of guys. And, 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 and I've seen those guys. I mean, it, back then it was all I knew, but, you know, those guys went, went to prison. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened in their lives. And I'm like, Lord, you gave me. Like, I remember when I turned my life to Jesus and I called my friends back home and I said, I'm done with that life. I don't know what God's doing next, but I believe, I've, I remember I told my friends, I placed my trust in Jesus and all my friends back home were like, dude, what did you join a cult or something? Like, how did you change so fast? What the heck happened to Jesse that we know? Who's heard that before? What happened to the Jesse that I know? The one that I used to love. And I'm like thinking back then, I'm like, dude, if I go with you guys, I'm going to be dead in five years. And there's a better way for me. There's a better way. And I remember giving my life to the church. I remember I found this church. I stepped into it. They wrapped me up. They, I played the guitar and I sang. They put me in the worship team, right? And I'm like, like the bands, you know, I'm, I'm like playing Nirvana and I'm thinking back in the 90s, Nirvana, like Alice in Chains, like all these bands. That's what I was into. And they're like, dude, just get up here. Come on, man. Let's do this. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like playing. And I, they, built, they built relationship with me. They brought me in. And I met my wife, Amber, and we got married because I was wrapped into something. But if that hadn't have happened, if the local church wouldn't have fought to stay together to be generous, to let me in, I wouldn't be here. There's no way I'd be here. Come on. Yeah. That's right. I'm never going to forget where I came from until I give generously from that place because I remember what God delivered me from. And that's everyone in here. That's all of us. So if we can, I just want us to take a moment right now because I believe that God is he's, he's imparting something that is so important, so foundational for this body to understand. That if we don't get this, then many Jesse Wests behind the door that are coming in, they're not going to come in if we don't stand and, and begin to, to let the Lord guide us, mature us, develop us, remind us of how good he is and where we came from.
So, Father, right now, I just thank you. This word, I feel like this word is from your throne. Yes. Like this is a good word. This is a pure word that you are good and that you are generous. And you're trying to teach us as the family of God that it is good to grow and mature and be generous with our lives and to sow into something bigger than ourselves. And I pray right now that every person in here will be challenged at a high level by this word. We thank you, Father. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. So, yeah, right? Ah, yes. So now I want to share this exciting news after that. That there are people in this room, we went through a training for about, I don't know how long. How long was that? Was 16 weeks. The heartbeat was to release the anointing of shepherding over other people, to multiply. And so we started to go through this thing called life groups. And we knew that, that God was saying, you're going to learn how to do this thing so that all the weight doesn't fall on Jesse West. It gets distributed. People can step into their calling, their gifting. And so we started practicing this thing called life groups um, together. And we did a training. And then we practiced it for, I don't know, maybe five or six weeks together or eight weeks. And we just met each week. And the way that it works is like this. A lot of times I will preach a word like this. And then we leave here and we're like, man, I feel so encouraged. And then we go get lunch and we forget about it, right? It's like, man, Jesse just spent 25 hours preparing. And it was good. <clears throat> but, man, we're going to Taco Bell or whatever, right? <clears throat> so part of this is that now the life group leaders are going to have notes from this message. And, they're, and, and they'll take this and they're going to facilitate this message with the group. What's God been saying? How did that make you feel? Like, where's your heart at? Like, you know, a couple questions where a group can gather together, get to know each other, and um, share from their heart, and then, and then uh, you know, get food or whatever that, that looks like, but gather together for 13 weeks. So it's not forever commitment. It's not like you're, you're stuck in a group forever. It's 13-week commitments. And, um, and you get to actually unpack and process this, this stuff. In a tribe, in a crew, in a group. And then you get prayer. Body life is going to happen. Like you're going to get to share what's going on in your life and actually get to process with some good people. And so I just want, you know, this, this is such a big thing for me because this has been my heart and my prayer for a long time. And, and we knew we had to wait until the Lord sent the right people to get this thing started. And so the way it looks is uh, we do, we're going to be launching two groups um, uh, pretty soon, like right now, kind of. For people that want to do it, and um, we'll share more about it. But I just want to take a moment and, and have Peter and Colette, if you guys would stand up, because you guys are going to lead a, a life group. Can we get Peter and Colette? <laughs> and then... <laughs> I mean, you guys are like legends to me. I love you. I'm like, okay, the Lord sent heavy hitters to like get this thing kicked off the right way. And also, Chris and Jenny, if you guys would stand up, please, Chris and Jenny. <laughs> I just want to say thank you because you because what you guys are doing, it's making a way for the body to be healthy and to thrive. 
And we're excited. I'm so fired up about what God's doing here. So if you want to be in a life group, this is the, this is the, the call to action. If you want to take a minute and grab the card in front of you in your pew and fill that out. Uh, Chris and Jenny, you guys are on the west side, kind of in that realm, kind of like in that, in that area. And then Peter Collette or, or South County, like Watsonville, Corlitas place over there. Um, so we know that the life groups potentially will, will be based on geographic location. It could be uh, based on interest. Um, it could be based on life stage, right? So as, as, as we get these going for the next 13 weeks, this is our first trial run of these groups. And um, I'm excited about it because it's like only so much can happen on a Sunday morning. I'm going to give a word, and then you guys get to go process it, pray about it, and then come together as family, talk about it, unpack it, what's going on here, and looking at it, asking God to bring it to the forefront. Um, and, and we'll try this for the next 13 weeks, and then we'll launch another round in the new year. So we'll take a break, and then we'll, we'll probably have a few more. I, I assume that we'll have folks join groups, see how it works, catch the vision of it, and then we'll launch more in the new year. And so I just want to you know, say thank you guys for being so amazing. You guys are incredible. I'm honored um, to run with you guys and to build, to build the kingdom of heaven with you guys. So um, on that note, I love you guys. I'm going to have the prayer team come up right now. And if you're here, and if during that message you at all struggle with this idea of you feel like you have to hold things back because there's never enough, I feel like God's going to deal with that right now. Do you ever feel like you don't have enough and so you have to hold back? I hear God saying, there's deliverance for you today. There's breakthrough for you today in this revelation. The prayer team is up here. We'll transition right now as um, if you guys want to put a song on, it'd be great in the back. If you're here, if you need